Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to You Are Okay with Mara and Brian this morning um, at Blog Talk Radio. This morning we're going to be talking about set-aside worry. Brian, how are you today? I'm wonderful. And how are you, Mara? You know what? I'm doing very, very, very well. I, um, my life is pretty good. Uh, just before I came on, I uh, was able to upload a new song um, for our um, meditation section or centering section. And I also was able to look up the songs to a little hymn or gospel song I, lo- I learned as a child that seems to fit so well with this um, program today. You've got to have Wonderful. faith, hope, and... Yeah, you've got to have faith, hope, and um, charity. That's the way to live successfully. How do I know? The Bible tells me so. Don't worry about tomorrow. Just be real good today. The Lord is right beside you. He'll guide you all the way. How do we forget that? <laughs> how do we forget that, I wonder? And that'll be the topic today. So, folks, uh, so, Brian, how's it doing down in uh, your neck of the woods, Southern California? Oh, uh, it's beautiful out here. It's probably 70, well, yeah, probably 70 degrees right now, so it'll probably get into the mid-80s uh, by the afternoon. But uh, absolutely beautiful fall weather. And how's your week I feel been? like going outside and uh, just basking in the glow of the wonderful sun. Yes, I know, I know. I, I was looking out today and I thought, oh, I need to get out on the patio. I've spent too much time inside. Darn, you know, you either are in the house and you clean it or you're outside the house and it gets dirty. It, there doesn't seem to be, a, you know, a blip in that screen, that scenario. <laughs> so how's your week been? What have you been doing? Oh, well, I've been real busy uh, this week and I'll be really busy next week. Um, I've been taking... Um, painting and drawing classes at my local junior college and they're very time consuming obviously it's a, it's a skill that takes time to master if you will or at least time to used to and learn techniques and so I've added that onto my already busy schedule with my work and then with my radio station so for me things are really moving right along but I'm enjoying it every moment every every second it's, uh, it's a it's a peaceful busyness, I guess you could say, or a joyous busyness, because yes. it's, it's something that I want that I want, and yes. even though it can sometimes feel overwhelming, um, knowing that there's so much that I need to do, don't allow myself to get overwhelmed because I, I bring back to my awareness the fact that I chose, it. and it's something I added to my own schedule because it's something I want. And so in the knowing that I chose it, I can, I can remember that if I choose, choose to, I can choose again and do something else to take away much on my place, if you will. And so from the, when I get back into that point, whenever I start to worry or be concerned that I might not have enough time to finish the project, I just say to myself, there's nothing to worry about. Do what you can. You've chosen to do to do this. It's something you enjoy doing. So if you're not enjoying it anymore, for whatever reason, aren't you defeating the whole purpose of why you took this on? And at that point, I just realized, yeah, this really, really worrying doesn't solve anything in that situation. And I've got this wonderful quote here on worrying that comes from uh, Leo Bascuglia. Um, he was an American. Oh, Biscaglia. Okay. Thank you. And he said, You're welcome. Worry never robs tomorrow of its sorrow. It only saps today of its joy. Yeah. And that truly is what happens when you give all that power to worry on something that might eventually happen. It's not that yeah. if it actually does happen, it's going to happen. But if you're worrying about it the whole time until it does happen, you've been in that place for a long, long time rather than just focusing on what you can do now and being in the joy now and taking things as they come later. And that's so true. You know, I know so many people 
I, I think probably many of us have had the same experience. There are those who do lots of different things, and then there are those who choose not to even chance one, you know, many times. So many times it's the overflowing schedule, you know, whether it's it's entertaining, being with friends, uh, being with family, playing games, going to sporting events, you know, just filling up their time. Um, you know, when I was active in uh, my church in Southern California, I or Middle California, I noticed that there were people who were always volunteering to do, uh, you know, this group and that group and and this program and be there and do Sunday school. Uh, I was the pastor parish person for a while, and I was just in awe that the same people seemed to be able to put so much in a 24-hour day. And I think you're right. I, I think it's an acceptance that this is what I want to do. I choose to do it. And in that regard, uh, listeners uh, and friends, uh, Brian's program is called Nara Narayana. Uh, it is a lovely program. He invites speakers. He's fairly new to uh, Blog Talk Radio. I don't know how old Blog Talk Radio is, but uh, I will have been on the air um one year, October 27th, and uh, Bob has been on the air with me since I broke my hip, so that was at the end of November. So we've been here a while, and, and I want to tell you, Mr. Brian is quite the whirlwind. He has had phenomenal speakers uh, come on his program, both people who are uh, from within um the the area of Blog Talk Radio, but people from without. I think I'm. Did you have Chris Grissom Grissom on your show the other day? No. No, it was someone else then who had her. She is the lady down in southern in um, Santa Fe, New Mexico, actually outside Santa Fe in Galisteo, who um, who was involved in Shirley MacLaine's revelations. But you've had many people on, and are you still planning to have Neil Donald Walsh coming up? Yes, he's going to be. He's scheduled for November the seventeenth at three okay, p.m. Okay, folks, listen. Mark your calendars, please. November seventeenth. That's a Monday. It's a Monday. Okay, Neil Donald Walsh, uh, the author of Various Conversations with God One Two Three, Friendship with God, Communion with God. Uh, and the list goes on. Just a prolific writer talking about love. Um, it's from his books as well as reading the Hicks book on uh, the law of manifestation, the art, the law of attraction. I believe is the title of the book that I came to recognize that the most perfect name for God, known by many names, Allah, Yahweh, the Great Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit, the Eternal Now, the uh, Be All and End All the creator of all things, the divine mother, and also love. And in one of Neil Donald Walsh's books, he commented that, uh, or God commented to him, that if we use the word love when we're talking of God, we will approach life a little bit differently, people a little bit differently, and God, the be-all and end-all, a little bit differently. So November 17th, Three o'clock. It's a Monday. Nara Narayana, and and I just want to salute uh, your program. You've had. I do apologize about the Chris Grissom one. You had someone that caught my attention the other day too, and and obviously, and somebody else had someone, and so I got them confused, and I do apologize. But good work. Very very good work. Well, thank you. And um, and new. When did you start your program? Um, in this May this of this year. So probably about May. four months ago. Friends, May. Don't ever believe that one person cannot make a difference. My oh, we all make a difference. Every person, each and every one of us make a difference. And generally we block our doing so when we get caught up in worry and in judgment. I was saying to my daughter last night that there are really only two emotions, love and fear. And uh, lately we've been seeing an awful lot of uh, fear going around. And um, 
you know, it, it's kind of, of interesting. The current economic times for the rich people are very frightening because they feel like they've lost a lot of money, although I'm not quite sure where it went. It's kind of invisible. Yeah. But for me, you know, it's scary. My my dollar goes doesn't go so far in the grocery store, but boy, does it go a lot further on the stock market than it ever did before. So my friends, if you have a few dollars, let me suggest I'm not an economist. Buy and stay, hold, because this is going to pass. This too will pass, and it's unusual for regular Joes like you and I and Brian to be able to participate in um, rebuilding America through buying stock, but also uh, monetarily, because you can go in. There are literally stocks out there, like Sirius. Sirius is a radio station. I can't believe I'm talking about this. I don't know where it came from. Sirius, Sirius is an Internet radio station that I believe it's not Internet. It's something different than that. Satellite. But it's not the tra- Satellite, thank you. I was going to say something different. And it is has either recently linked with XM or is planning to link with XM. But I, when it first came out, I bought my grandchildren some stock. And the other day I was looking at the value of their stock. And I could have cried, but I realized this is going to turn, down, turn around. But it was $0.38 cents a share to buy Sirius. And if it merges with XM, which has been going at least for 13 and at one point went for $50, my gosh, folks, this is a time for you and I. We don't have to be rich people. There's places where you can uh, buy stock for relicsharebuilder.com, great place, $4 a trade. And and so if you've got $5, you can buy three shares of or two and a half shares of Sirius and and you'll get your trade, and Sirius is going to go back up, or you can buy some other stock. So it's amazing that regular people like you and I actually are at a place, if we can spare a little bit of money, the Lord will bless us because things will turn around. So, I, you know, it's all about what you choose to worry about and, and, and what you accept and embrace and, and then look for ways to make the moment work for you. Now that you've had my little economics survey, you can tell me if I'm dead wrong. <laughs> there's one thing I want to change in there when you said that there's, we can choose what to, what to worry about. Um, here's another great, great quote from Harold Stevens. And he said, There is a great difference between worry and concern. A worried person sees a problem, and a concerned person solves a problem. Ooh. Wow. Wow. When you look from that point, there's nothing to ever worry about, but there are things to concern yourself about. And when I understand the word concern, it's just giving it your attention. But it's not giving it negative thoughts behind it saying, oh, no, if this happens, I'll be ruined. It's more like when you look at it from more of a subjective place, you can say, well, I could be ruined, that is one possibility, but I can also go this route, and and this could also happen. You see it from every angle, rather than focusing, zeroing in so much on the negative of the the worst thing that could happen, that you get locked into that. That's what worries. But when you're concerned, you say, okay, that could happen, but also this could happen, oh, and this could happen too, and maybe even this could happen, and you start to see so many more avenues. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like realizing, gee, I have $5, I can buy a little bit of stock in something. You know, and granted, it, it may not, it, it will definitely be worth something if I hold on to it because this is a low peak. And it's a time, it's almost like an opening for people who do not have much. Most of us can't afford to go in and buy stock. Don't buy GM. That, I read that from somebody, and so I'm, I'm giving that advice, even though it may look appealing, my friends. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but, but let me tell you. But it is amazing. I love this little quote from Buddha, because I guess when I got my statement from Edward Jones, I'm, I've been saving for retirement for the last, like, for just about this amount of time you've been on the air, and maybe a little bit longer, and, and it was like, oh, my gosh, I lost money. And I found my heart palpitating until I just said, okay, Lord, what lesson is there in this for me? 
And the lesson was, well, you know, the same amount of money that you're investing next month is going to go in, but now you're going to get more stock. And so in the end, I'll make up my $1,000 or my 2000 or 3000 whatever the number was, and I don't remember and I don't really want to go look because it'll, it'll make me care too much, as my young daughter said last night. And we just can't care so much about money and things like that. My friends, we need to care about loving each other and believing and trusting in God. And this little quote from Buddha hits it straight on the head, I think. It's kind of humorous. And then we'll go into our um, our centering exercise after Brian comments. But it reads, let us rise up and be thankful. For if we didn't learn a lot today, at least we learned a little. And if we didn't learn a little, at least we didn't get sick. And if we got sick, at least we didn't die. So let us be thankful. Yes. Let us be <laughs> Every time you hear that, you, yeah, it's a giggle. <laughs> it really, really is. It's it's amazing, you know. And um, so the song I loaded up for us to do our centering exercise today with Brian uh, is called. Um, is by Randy Lee, and it's called Church Unwind. And I thought, what beautiful idea about getting ready to unwind, letting go, and trusting in love. Trusting. Because we're alive, my friends. We're here right now. And where we are, no matter where that is, at the peak of our existence or at the lowest spot in our life, the reality is we can always accept where we are and move forward in love with the next right step, the next right thing, the next step that serves us and causes us to know that we are serving others and ourselves, that we love ourselves. We all have the same step that we can take, that we can choose, as Brian has reminded us. We can choose to move forward in love. Trusting in God. And right now, I think we need as a society to spend a little time thinking about love and letting go of looking at our differences and looking instead looking at our similarities. Worrying less and loving more. So we're going to hear Randy Lee, Church Unwind, and then as I do our little communion piece at the end, we are going to do that to Quiet Mind Project Already Here. Isn't that a lovely name? Already Here. Yes. Yeah. So starting with um, Randy Lee Church Unwind, was there anything more you wanted to say, Brian, before you began? Nope. All right. Then we're going. Thank you. Okay, everyone. Now is the time when we're just going to relax a little bit and let our worries go and just be in this place now, this place of joy, this place of peace, this place of love. So let's get comfortable. Let's sit nice and relaxed in our chairs or on our couches or even on the floor with a pillow under us if we feel so. And let's begin just close our eyes and breathe deeply, taking in the loving energy of God. Breathing in deeply and breathing out. Taking deep, full breaths. And as we breathe in through the nose, we feel all the energy of God. And we become a little more aware that every breath is a breathing in of God. Because God is all things. And within God, we breathe, live, and have our being. It's all there is. And this thing that I call God is just simply love. 
as we breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth, there's God breathing in us, love breathing in us, and love breathing out of us in every intake and outtake of breath. And now as we realize this, that there is nothing but love passing through us in every breath, in every moment. We now take our focus to our crown to the top of the head. And we feel more energy passing in through the top of our head and into our body. And now I want you to focus the energy that you're feeling coming in into your third eye, right between your eyebrows, at the top. And as you focus there, I want you to now think about something that might be worrying you right now. Maybe it's a really big worry or a small worry. And I want you to assign this worry into a shape of your choosing. Any shape. And any size that you choose. And I want you to picture this in your mind that continuing to breathe into the nose and out through the mouth. And now I want you to assign a color to the shape of whatever size you give. And I want you to get the picture in your mind and focus on it and see it for its shape, size, and color. And now as you become aware of exactly what that is, I want you to notice what it is. And the bigger the sign will indicate to you how much worry you're putting into this. And the color, I want you to now focus on the color and notice that if it's a bright color, that you're giving it an extreme amount of worry. And if it's a softer color, that it's not a real big concern to you at the moment. No matter which B it is, I want you to now, breathing into the nose and out to the mouth. Focus on this object, this shape and color, and see it getting smaller and smaller as it starts to contract. And as it starts to contract and get smaller, it also begins in its brightness, fading out, getting smaller and dimmer, and contracting and shrinking and fading. And as you continue to breathe into the nose and out to the mouth, you see this thing get smaller and smaller and smaller and dimmer and fading even more as it starts to disappear. And now you feel it going out to the top of your head, back into you. No longer a part of you. And as you see it fading, fading, fading away, into nothing. Out of the universe. You now focus back in on your third eye. That breath. Feeling all that love coming in. And as you breathe out, you send that love out into you. You continue to breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. I want you to now think of a situation or experience that you would like to experience that would bring you joy and peace of an experience of where you'll be in love. Now I want you to focus in on the desires I want you to feel them 
coming from the universe. Setting all that energy down, 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 down. Into the top of your head, in your crown chakra. And as you pass down, down, into the back. You now visualize it in your mind's eye and feel it within you. And as you continue to breathe into the nose and out the mouth, sensations in your body are wonderful. You're feeling at peace. You're feeling happy. And if you focus, you feel a smile across your face. You could say it's a state of bliss. And as you continue, breathe into the nose and out to the mouth. Continue to feel this love flowing into you and out of you. And you realize it's love, the only thing that is passing through you. Love is all you are. Love is all there is. And as we now realize this within us, and we feel that desire that we have placed in our mind, we realize that it is possible and it will come to us. Continue to breathe into the nose and out of the mouth. We bring our attention down, 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 down through our throat chakra and into our heart chakra. Feeling all that love that is within us and around us, always. And we feel so connected as we are one with this love that we feel overjoyed and so grateful and thankful for this gift. And our, our hearts open up through this appreciation. We are overwhelmed with the sensation of love to our body. And it's a wonderful place to be. And as we continue to breathe into the nose and out of the mouth, we spend some time in this place of love and this place of wonderful sensation and this place of gratitude and thankfulness. And I want you to feel yourself merging with this eye that you just place within you really become a part of it. Know within yourself that not only is it possible, but it is now yours to experience since you have asked for it. God tells us that ask if you ask, it is already given unto you. So knowing that once we ask, it is ours. There's nothing to concern ourselves with at that moment. And it's only for us at that moment to then accept what it is that has been already given to us. So as we continue to breathe into the nose and out of the mouth, we accept and appreciate the gift of God. And now let us take the energy of God, of love, and let's send it forward. You know, we have a caller. Before I begin the communion, let me bring the caller in. Good morning. This is Mara. Welcome to You Are Okay with Brian and I. Hello. 
Hello, how are you? Welcome. I'm fine. How are you? I, I was just listening. I called in because uh, you wasn't coming up on my sound system here. Oh, okay. So do you just want, we'll let you listen, and we're going to do our communion right now. What's your name? My name is John. John, Hello, thank John. you for joining us. Thank you for joining yeah, us. So we're going. To... Okay, Hello. so what we're going to? Do... Can you hear us? Yeah. John. Okay, yeah. we're going to do. We're going to do now the Quiet Mind Project. Already there. Already here. Okay. Excuse me. And if we all could take the energy of love that we've pulled through our bodies now, and I can't speak for others, but I'm vibrating with love, with knowledge that God loves me and that I'm enough. And I'm vibrating, and I know that I can share that love. And so let's all reach out our right arm and extend our right arm out. And as we do, feel the energy of all others who are reaching out their right arm as we're beginning to connect. And lift out the left arm and feel the radiating energy of each of us as we circle this planet. It doesn't take a lot of us. It takes only one or two of us. Only one. What an amazing thought. But as you put your outstretch your arms, you will feel the energy reverberating from one palm to the next. That is love. That is us. That is a reminder of all that we can do and all the difference we can make in this we so often forget our value because we so often believe what others think about us, forgetting that their thoughts are not as important as our own and that in our own thought, in our own mind, we should remember we are a beautiful, pure gem in the brooch of life hand-selected by love, by God, by Allah, Yahweh, to live on this planet and to move forward in love. Even when we make mistakes, that doesn't mean we are doomed. It means that we've provided other people an opportunity to move forward in love, to embrace us in our imperfection. Guide us, love, today so that as we move forward, we remember that we're already here. We're already loved by you. That you walk right beside us. And you are one deep breath away. And that as we breathe our fear-free, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting divinely inspired breaths that we are open to our value to the reminder that we are each enough today I want to invite all those who are listening now and all those who will listen later to join us in sending love to our planet in sending love to our politicians who are trying to inspire our basest emotion, fear. In sending love to our soldiers who are following directions. In sending love to world leaders so that they know we have reached a place where we have tired of not giving love a chance. Love is something more that happens in our homes and in our bedrooms and with our friends. It's a way of life. And we are embracing that way of life. Join us all as we send around the world an illuminous band of love. And we keep in mind the words of St. Francis of Assisi that the spark of a match or a candle will dispel any darkness.
Let us be that spark. And I'd remind us to keep in mind that song that many of us learned as children. I can remember learning it in vacation Bible school. Have faith, hope, and charity. That's the way to live life successfully. How do I know? The Bible tells me so. Do good to your enemies, and the blessed Lord you'll surely please. How do I know? The Bible tells me so. Don't worry about tomorrow. Just be real good today. The Lord is right beside you. He'll guide you all the way. Have faith, hope, and charity. That's the way to live life successfully. How do I know? The Bible tells me so. I dare to suggest that every religious text tells that same message that we were taught as children and so many of us have forgotten. Peace be with each of you. Namaste. Thank you, Brian, very much for your meditation. Thank you, Mara. That was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. And now we're back to worry. And I I just love... (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But you know... I know. Let's let the worry go. (laughs) So, John, what have you been worrying about lately, if anything? John? Well, you know what? I've... Well, I see that he may still be on the air, but he may prefer to listen, and that's okay. I have to tell you, there's so much around us that can consume us with worry if we're not cautious. And, I mean, it's worth saying one more time what the Buddha said. I love it. Let us rise up and be thankful, for if we didn't learn a lot today, at least we learned a little. And if we didn't learn a little, at least we didn't get sick. And if we didn't get sick, at least we didn't die. So let us be thankful. But I think I'd like to talk for the rest of the show today to the extent we can about what each of us can do as individuals to help alleviate some of the worries that are around. And I really believe that when we talk about leading with love, that creates such a sense of perfection that many people stop right away. And none of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. I did the little meditation show that I did do on Friday morning, and I went into work, and, and I listened to what was being said to our assistant by my boss, and I was so concerned for her because I could feel her worry and, and her sense that she wasn't enough. And then I am so embarrassed to tell you this weekend I have been thinking about how better can I communicate because I went out to talk to her about a very small error which unfortunately created a very giant potential misunderstanding. One word, the difference between OF and BY. Just those two little words, OF and BY. And... I could tell, wrong day, wrong words, everything. I I don't know. I wasn't my highest self in speaking to her, I don't think. And, and And so she left for her weekend worried, and that's not how I want to leave someone. And, and it causes me, um, you know, I've, I've thought about it all weekend, and I, I hopefully I will learn from it. Because, my friends, I think that the problem is we all think that there's a set of rules out there and we're scrambling to find it, that, and that if we follow those rules, we're going to be perfect. And so it's okay to hurt somebody's feelings deeply, as I could tell her feelings were being hurt in the morning, because there are rules. 
But it's kind of like this whole stock market thing that I was telling you about. When I get these statements, I don't even want to open them anymore. And and then just suddenly when I meditated on it, just the realization came to me, well, okay, but the stock's cheaper now and I'm going to be able to buy more. There are different ways to look at everything. Mm-hmm. And there are different. You know, and there are different ways to construct our words. And and sometimes, even though it could have been a potential calamity, it's better to stay silent. You know, sometimes silence is okay. And I'm really troubled with that. I'm interested in anyone's ideas. How do you tell someone who's making mistakes that could matter to other people gently? Gently, because hearing that we are not perfect is very difficult for all of us. Well, I can speak on this in in a way that I've I've realized within myself. When I started to realize that in my own life, I was starting to see more of the way that would help me benefit in choosing certain things in my own life, Like, like for instance, going to the gym and practicing yoga is something I enjoy. Mm-hmm. But that might not be for everyone, but it's something that mm-hmm. I enjoy. And so within my own life, I'm finding things that are beneficial to me to help me with my connection. And mm-hmm. I've also noticed that because I was helped in so many ways through these avenues, I figured it was something else that other people can benefit from. And so I started Mm -hmm. to go out and tell people, well, you should do this and you should do that. And then I finally came to the realization that, no, no, there is no, they should do this. It's that here's one option of something that you can do that might benefit you. But like I said earlier, yoga is not for everyone. So I started to realize that I didn't need to be pushing my agenda on other people on what worked for me. It was just Mm -hmm. that I I could share with people what does work for me as a suggestion for them. And then I came to the realization that because I wanted to help other people experience the wonderful sensations and experiences that I've been experiencing, and I wanted nothing more than to have everybody else have that peace, love, and joy, that I wanted to help as many people as I could and offer my Mm -hmm. services in that moment. And then I came to the realization that I was actually pushing myself onto people by going out there and looking for someone to help rather than being there as someone who can help when help is needed. So I realized that I shouldn't go around, even if I can see errors in other people, I shouldn't always tell them because it might not be appropriate in that moment. It's it's my agenda at that moment because I could help this person. Rather, I find myself at times, depending on the situation, and every situation is, random. I mean, there's there's no time I can tell you, definitely in this situation you don't say anything, and definitely in this situation you say something. There's no way I can pinpoint anything like that. It's, it's more of a feeling that you get from within. But I, I realized that whenever I would go out there and seek to help, no matter what, I was, in a way, being pushy and saying that this had to happen now, rather than sitting back and waiting to be asked for help. And I started to realize that when someone asks for help, that's when they're truly receptive to what you're going to say. But when you try to push it upon someone, you actually are trying to make them see the the world the way you see it, just so that you can be satisfied that they agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I I think that there is an internal compass. I I agree with you. And, And I do... I know that there was a period in my life when I had all the rules for everybody, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, um I and I thought that I had the perfect eyesight for seeing what needed to be done and uh I think that we where we run into the mix is kind of the topic that we talked about last week about do you take your angel to work with you? And, you know, if when we walk into the workplace, we we many times become stratified. You know, we're not necessarily all there 
at for the same we are all there to have the same end product but we all have different roles in getting to that product and i'm finding that so many people's worries arise in the workplace and then they cart them home with them so so we see people who are worried about having jobs you know i just helped uh, a client this last week um, restructure her workforce and there's no nice way. It wasn't a feel-good moment for any of us. And uh, this is a person who is really running a transformed business. She operates from such a, a beautiful place of love, but the problem is she can't afford to keep everybody. She just cannot because there's been a downturn. And so she has the worries about how they are going to survive. And, and when she lets two of, of her people go, they're going to have the worries about how they're going to survive. Plus everybody else in the workplace is going to worry about whether uh, they are um, going to be next. And she's a person who, who makes decisions with, with great love and great trepidation, hasn't been taking a salary herself for several months. So this this whole economy thing has been coming for a while. It's not brand new. But um, even despite all of her foresight. So now here we are in this stratified system, and it's like you can feel the worry and the pain and the concern building. And And what do we do? I mean, it's so hard to have faith and to believe and trust in God, in love, when we're worried about feeding our children or we're worried about keeping our job, which is what the situation was, I'm sure, on Friday with my assistant. And I'm, you know, I mean, I I try to take my angel to work, but I realize that, you know, you're in a situation where I have a legal product that has to get out and it has to be legally sufficient. So if I don't say anything about a mistake and I just fix it, which is what I'm in, I would be inclined to do, then I'm giving that person a false sense, and that's not good. I mean, it's just like at the beginning of the program, and because worry t- is fear. It's fear, and it takes so many little insidious traits or, or roles or perspectives. Uh, at the beginning of our program here today, I, you said uh, you were talking about Leo Buscaya, and I corrected your name. My friends, I learned a long time ago that, or the pronunciation, I learned a long time ago it doesn't matter. And so as soon as I, I did that, I, I had a little worry, like, oh, my gosh, I just took away Brian's energy and there was no need. There was no need, because who cares if it's Leo Buscaya or Buscaglia or whatever else other people said it. And frankly, your your pronunciation was far more generous than many others I've heard for that man's name. And so I'm not sure. I think that part of setting aside worry is working, being conscious that we as actors in this world contribute to other people's worries. And... We cannot eliminate that because there are times when hard choices have to be taken. But we can keep the small, for what they say, don't sweat the small stuff. That's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough thing. When you're in a social setting, yes, I agree, you know, that you don't always volunteer the answers. And, and that's something we all need to work on and set down the walls. But also we, we just have this whole stratification of being in the workplace and how do we uh, talk to one another? How do we take our angel to work and still make sure we have a perfect product? You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I, I totally understand what you're saying. For me, um, I, I have the luxury or the benefit of being self-employed. And yes. The only other person I work with is my father, and so that's a wonderful relationship. Um, so I might not be able to speak on the exact uh, scenarios that you um, go through and many other people go through in their daily lives. But I have this one other quote that I want to kind of set up for what I'm about to say, and this comes from an anonymous person, and it says, Worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, 
that doesn't get you anywhere. Worry is really a place of just sitting in one place and not moving, like I talked about earlier. It just focuses yeah. you in on this one scenario, and because you're focused so, so much in on this one scenario, that is exactly what's going to happen. And so when we, when we break out of that, and like, we, like Mario was saying, is that you just, sometimes there's hard choices that need to be, to be made, and they're not easy. But when you come from a place of love, realizing that it's an inevitable thing, and you're not doing it because you hate the person or wanting to fire the person, but you're doing it out of necessity. You, although it's hard, we uh, we can truly understand when we can see all those angles, and we truly can feel the love from the other person. It take it makes it easier to swallow, if you will. And so, yes, always coming from, the from right, place. right, always coming from the positive intention, the truly wanting to help out in every situation to the best of, of your ability gets you in that We just place had a of, caller, excuse me for interrupting you, Brian, but we just had a caller from the 919 area code, and I attempted to put the person on air, and they disappeared. So if uh, you're listening, please call in again, 646-595-3584. I tried to get you on the air, and suddenly I saw that there was no caller again. So please call in. We're, we're interested in what you have to say today. But um, I'm sorry, Brian. Go ahead with what you were saying. Well, I was I was just saying that when we get in that intent, that that intention of love, and trying to see all the angles that are plausible in a certain situation, we'll find ourselves being led to what is necessary. Not always easy, but what is necessary in that situation, and we'll truly realize within us that everything will be okay in that moment. And I have this wonderful quote. I know, I know I'm pulling out all, all these quotes today, but they're just so um, perfect for what we're talking about. And this comes from Baird T. Spaulding, who wrote a, a series of books called The Life and Teaching of the Masters of the Far East. And in this quote he says, The greatest attribute of God is love. The tree of life is located in the very depth of our soul. The most perfect and abundant fruit that grows and ripens is life-giving love. It is the great healing force in the world. Love never fails to meet every demand of the human heart. The divine principle of love may be used to eliminate every sorrow, infirmity, inharmony, ignorance, and all mistakes of mankind. Love is God, eternal, limitless, changeless, infinite. It is the pulse of the world, the heartbeat of the universe. In that quote, it says it right there, that love is the great healing force in the world. So although you might be doing something that seems wrong or hard to take because you might be laying off that person because you no longer have the funds to keep them. But you know that because you did it through love, that is the healing balm that goes over the cut to help heal it. And it will be healed faster because of that. And so when you come from the place of love, And like I was speaking earlier, where sometimes I was pushing my agenda on people because of what I thought was necessary in that situation. And I wasn't using that internal compass to guide me to say something to that person at that moment. It was a wonderful lesson for me to learn to stay in that place of love. And even if I do, at times, not always follow that barometer because I, I do that. We all do that. We mm-hmm. care so much about people that we really, really, really want to help and we jump in there and help. And I like to try to, when I do that, I like to try to start out things with asking questions rather than telling people stuff. Oh, so yeah, they can, very they good. can find it for themselves rather than me telling it to them. Yes. 
Yes, very good. That That is so true, Brian. That is so true. And, you know, one of the things that you said, you know, is that, you know, you try. And I think that there's... Um, there's there's a concept in the way of God that many of us wrestle with, and and it's the idea that everything matters, and and then when I say to you, but nothing matters, it's like, well, wait a minute, how can it be both? How can it be both? It, it is that if when we're making the choice to reach out in love to other people or when we're just walking down the street. And we're making choices, my friends. We're not just deciding right foot in front of left or left in front of right, arms swinging to the side. We're also making choices. Are we going to smile? Are we not going to smile? Are we going to have eye contact? Are we not going to have eye contact? All of those things matter, my friends. All of those things matter to standing upright, but they also matter when you're leading in love, when you're smiling and you're sharing and you're caring and you're loving. Everything matters. But the flip side of that is if you walk down the street and you don't smile and your arm your hands are clenched in anger and you're upset it matters maybe in the your ability you're losing some moments in love, but it doesn't matter to God. So God loves us when we succeed and when we don't succeed. So when we use the mantra, everything matters, it doesn't matter because it's creating an ultimate final judgment. It matters because we're helping to shape the world in love. We have a chance. We're making choices. We feel better when we make loving choices and we affect the world. We affect that energy of light that is encircling our planet positively when we make positive choices. But in the end, even when we don't make positive choices, even when we forget that everything matters, love loves us. We are loved. And I'd like to share day 22 of uh, uniquely created, divinely inspired you because so many times I think we forget we're enough, that we don't have to be perfect, that even if we do worry, we can stop worrying, and we forget that we can accept and turn to love no matter what we do because sometimes when we're worried and when we're afraid, we act at our basis level. Value yourself, my friends. Believe in the wonder of you. You are important. Validate those around you, and in so doing, you will validate yourself. You are uniquely created to fulfill a vision. You were hand-selected and are exactly the right person for the job. I just... I don't know what led me to that passage, but I think it says it all. We have one minute left, Brian. I want to, in that minute, I'm going to play um, a little closing music here. I'll play um, the Bamboo Music um, Oracle. Bamboo Music is the performer. And uh, I want to thank you for joining me today and co-hosting with me. I truly, truly enjoy those times that you're here. I apologize to the person in the 919 area code that I wasn't able to get them on the air. We did want to hear what they had to say. And I thank John for calling in, uh, even though he chose to listen. Uh, John, your phone call mattered to us that you wanted to listen. And... As we go out there, my friends, let us lead in love. And sometimes when we're delivering hard messages, as Brian suggested, let us lead in love. Let us remember God is love. Brian, I'm going to let you to close out, and I do say peace be with all of you today. Thank you for joining us. I thank you so much for letting me be on the show, for inviting me to co-host with you. It's always a pleasure. And of course, you listeners, thank you for tuning in and listening. There's great joy 
when we help one another. And that's the beauty of life, is to be of service to one another. And so as we play the role of speaker and listener, we are helping one another because it takes each one of those aspects to realize each of ourselves. And I just want to say, I want to uh, read this one last quote from Peter O. Irby from the book, God, I Am. He says, let us never, never forget that we are the masters of our destiny. No one in all the universes writes our script. We do that in co-creation with our brothers. As we rewrite our script, our brother must do likewise or leave the stage of our drama. When we stay in the place of love, that will be all that there is. Namaste. Namaste, Brian. Take care and have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.